Why not the Dodgers? The Dodgers are on the brink of elimination starting today against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have one game to win three separate times. Can they do it? How can they do it? What's the plan? What's the changes? All that coming up and more. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube, simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, just like we are, all you have to do is listen or watch the show every single day, which can be done easier if you subscribe where we get podcasts and on YouTube and get notified when our episodes are ready to go every Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening or watching, I'm Vince Samperio. You're joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but uh, it'll just be me rolling solo today. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team for a while. We've watched the team even longer. We've been in the press box, been in the locker room. We've talked to players. We've done a lot of different things, but we're not quite insiders. We're just here to bring you some rational and knowledgeable takes about the Dodgers uh, that we hope we can pass on and, you know, hope we bring some Dodger knowledge and joy or something to your day or maybe some disagreements, however you want to do it. Uh, that's what we're here to do. And, uh, that's what I'm here to do today. It, uh, it's obviously not an ideal situation for the Dodgers. Okay, we, we know that for sure. They are down 2-0 in a best of five series. They cannot lose another game. If they do, their season is over. And, you know, before the series, we you know, both thought the Dodgers would win. We both thought they had the better team. On paper, they still have the better team, but they are not performing as the better team. The Diamondbacks have been the better team throughout the first two games. The Diamondbacks have had a better offense. They've had better pitching. They've had, I guess defensively hasn't really been an issue other than uh, the first batter of the game of game one. But uh, yeah, it's basically anything that can go wrong has gone wrong for the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, Bobby Miller, both have very short starts, uh, emphasis on very short. The offense has not got it going. Um, their two MVP candidates have a combined one hit through the first two games. And yeah, it, it just, nothing has gone right for the Dodgers. And, you know, this is an episode where we're just going to talk through some things, you know, we're, we're going to talk through what has to be done. And, and this episode can be summed up, you know, pretty quickly uh, in the sense of what has to be done. Well, the Dodgers have to score more than Dimex. Uh, the offense has to show up. The pitching has to get people out. And obviously that's a lot easier said than done. 
But that's what it comes down to. But, that, you know, are there different ways and different things the Dodgers can do to help that? I think yes. And I think there's uh, it's already been discussed that Dave Roberts mentioned yesterday. But, you know, it's one of those things where I, I've thought, you know, Jeff obviously had to cover the last episodes. I appreciate him. I had a pre-planned uh, trip. And it's one of those things where, you know, I've just been thinking, like, why, like, why, why the Dodgers? You know, why do, why does the Dodgers rookie admit that he was nervous and that led him to maybe make, you know, a, a mistake on a ball in the outfield? And why do the D-backs rookies hit home runs and score runs and everything else? You know, obviously there's a lot more nuance to that, but you know, why, why does the Diamondbacks top of the order get to get base hits where runners are scoring position and the Dodgers do not, you know, why do the Diamondbacks pitchers get to get through the first inning unscathed while the Dodger pitchers have given up nine runs in the first inning? You know, a lot of questions of that. And, you know, valid questions, obviously, you know, you know, why us, why us, why us? But for the sake of it, uh, considering this might be the last day of the Dodgers season, you know, flip it. Why not the Dodgers? Why not, you know, why won't the Dodgers become the, I think, 11th team to come back from a 2-0 deficit? Why can't the Dodgers win three games in a row? Why can't the offense put up? you know, five-plus runs the next three days? Why can't the pitching turn things around and become the strength these last three days? You know, why can't all these things happen? And they can. That's the fact of the matter is they can. But, you know, it's not – I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to happen. You know, we 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 are positive here on Lockdown Hodgers, but we're not, you know, naive to a sense. You know, the, it, it, it's not an easy task. It's not as simple as – Boom, 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 this is going to happen. And, and I remember doing an episode similar to this in 2020 when the Dodgers were down 3-1 in the NLCS. And, you know, kind of what I laid out is like, look, this is going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. There's a lot of things that have to happen. But here's the path. And that path back in, in 2020 was easier in the sense of, you know, the Braves pitching wasn't quite where – they wanted it to be probably. Whereas on this front, you know, the Diamondbacks have their pitching set up. You know, they have Brandon Fott in game three, who's, you know, not not perfect, but has the ability to maybe be good enough. And then they have Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen in games four and five on normal rest. So it, it it's you know, set up in that sense for them. But the path for the Dodgers has more to do with the Dodgers than it does with the Diamondbacks at this point. Yes, the Diamondbacks have been really good. Yes, the Diamondbacks have outplayed the Dodgers. Yes, you know, all that stuff. But the Dodgers haven't played to how they're supposed to play. You know, the Diamondbacks are playing full potential. Everything is going right right now. And for the Dodgers, it hasn't been that way. And so that's why you get thinking, you know, why not us? Why not? And, you know, the path to coming back down from an 0-2 deficit, you know, doesn't start with, oh, we have this lined up and we have this lined up at this point in time. 
it starts with game three, you know, and obviously, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to come obvious or, or blah, 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 whatever, but you can't win game four without winning game three. You can't win game five without winning game three. You have to win game three. So game three becomes, you know, the ideal or the, the, the main thing. And in game three, it might be the most evenly matched in the sense of everything that's going on. Like Brandon Fott versus Lance Lynn is, you would think Lance Lynn probably has a slight advantage, but, you know, that's more based on Lance Lynn being a veteran, Lance Lynn, you know, being able to use that to his advantage. So we don't know. But again, um, you can only win one at a time and game three is what's up. So this is where the Dodgers have to wake up. Have the offense has to wake up. And there's been a lot of talk about the schedule and everything else. But at this point, you know, even with the days off, you, you, can, you can't use that as an excuse anymore if, if you wanted to because it's still been weird. Like this is the third game since what Saturday, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So the third game in five days, that's a lot, that's a lot better than the first game in five days. So offensively, you know, step it up. Brandon Fott has not been that great in the entire season. Wasn't that great in the Diamondbacks first playoff game. The offense will have to jump out early and that's where it starts. And where it starts with the lineup uh, is some maybe potential lineup changes. Uh, we'll get into that next because that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. And right now, you know, why not go put down that $5 that you now have on the Dodgers to win the series. You know, why not? You get, you either win big and, and be happy or at the, if the worst comes to worst, you get $200 in bonus bets after that to use on whatever else you want to put some wagers on. So go head over to fando.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Take every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. We want to remind you to become an everydayer by listening or watching every day. I know Jeff met a lot of you. Over the weekend at Dodger Stadium, I met a couple of you on Saturday at Dodger Stadium. We appreciate you guys for listening every day, supporting, you know, and uh, hopefully we get to keep this thing going uh, in a positive sense. But if not, uh, we're still going to be here every single weekday for you. 
And if you can't watch tonight, SiriusXM or the SXM app can help you out. If you search Dodgers, you can get the home broadcast for the game. Uh, but I would imagine it's extenuating circumstances you can't watch tonight. So, All right, so on the lineup, uh, Dave Roberts was not at the optional workout at Chase Field on Monday. And it's because he was talking with some of the front office and staff and, uh, you know, planning out how to get this series back. And one of those changes he mentioned was with the lineup, you know, with all the right-handed pitchers the Diamondbacks have starters-wise, it's been the same lineup. And it's been, you know, Peralta and Hayward in the outfield, Mookie at second. And that's basically it because everyone else is kind of in their spot that they normally would be. But Dave Roberts did mention that some changes to the lineup may be coming. One of those changes to the lineup were a couple of the names thrown out there, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez in the starting lineup. You know, I would imagine that means Peralta sits uh, and you get Chris Taylor out there in left field. I would imagine, I don't know if they would sit Hayward. I think maybe they'd sit Rojas and get Kike at short. Uh, That'd be potential of what they want to do. If not, I guess they could stay Kike in, in the outfield and center right and get Hayward out. You know, not not it's not a really nobody has hit anyway, so it's not a matter of it's just a matter of getting some guys in there that have done it in the past. And and it might not be anything more than that. Like, you know, David Peralta's been nice all season, but you know, we don't know him to be somebody that can come through in October as Dodger fans. You know, Jason Hayward, same thing. Been great all season, been nice all season. We don't particularly know him on the Dodgers as someone who can help them out in October. You know, Kike Hernandez and Chris Taylor, for whatever it's worth, we've seen them as Dodger fans come through in different ways. You know, Chris Taylor, walk-off homer against the Cardinals in the wild card game. Three homers uh, in game five of the, of that same year against the Braves to send it back to Atlanta, you know, didn't work out that, that year for the Dodgers in 21, but you know, Kike Hernandez, three homers to send them to their first world series since 88 and 17 Kike Hernandez game tying Homer in the 2020 NLCS game seven, uh, you know, that led to Cody Bellinger's go ahead home run. We've seen it happen and, and, you know, get those guys in there. You never know. You, you get some magic, you know, these guys have both run hot in postseasons before. You know, Kike just did it with the with the Red Sox his first season in 22. Uh, he caught fire in the postseason and, uh, you know, really went – or 21, whatever year it was, and really went off. So – and, you know, matchup handedness doesn't necessarily matter too much in that sense if you're trying to catch some magic in a bottle. And I think that's what the Dodgers have to do, like – you know, you can't just trot out the same thing out there. And, ex- and it's one of those where, you know, you're not sitting Freddie or Mookie, even though they've struggled in the series because you know that what they're going to bring and you know what their potential is. Whereas, you know, realistically between Peralta and or Rojas and or Hayward, their potential is essentially the same as Taylor and Kike, where 
if not, if if anything, Taylor and Kike probably have a little bit more potential in, in the sense of power. Uh, maybe not over Hayward, but for sure over the other two guys. And that's what it's going to take. You know, it's going to take you running into one. It's going to take, you know what? Okay, Kike has to face a righty, but if Kike connects against that righty, it's a home run. If if Taylor connects against that righty, it's a home run. Um, whereas, you know, if Rojas or Peralta connect, it might be a single or double, which is cool in the right situation, but it doesn't get those runs directly on the board. And I think that's what they're going for here. And, you know, I don't I'm I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with getting guys in there that, you know, can either bring the power, bring the slug that have been there before that have done it before that, you know, I'm fine with the change because essentially you're not changing, you know, up at the top is not changing. Um, and, and, you know, they may move people around, you know, J.D. Martinez may bat third, you know, maybe they want him to get more at bats, uh, you know. But Will Smith had a good game one, too. So, you know, there's a lot of different things. But I, I think their top of the order probably stays the same. The lineup changes are coming at the bottom of the order. I can't see Outman not being in there, but it's very possible that, you know, maybe Outman is one of the odd men out right now. Uh, and they get, you know, that's how they get Kike or Taylor in there. It's, it's very possible. There, there's nothing off the table right now in the sense of making changes because – you know, it hasn't worked. And this is, you know, Dave Roberts after game one said he's going to manage game two like it's game seven. And he did that. You know, he got – could Bobby Miller have settled in and, and maybe gave them a little bit more length? Maybe. It's possible. But he didn't have the luxury of taking that chance because they had to win. And going down 4-5-0 is just too much uh, in the sense – not just, you know, the runs, obviously, but just the mentality of the team, you know, as much as guys can be competitors, when you see your team down five runs after being down nine runs the day before or the game before, you know, it's got to weigh on you a little bit. So, and, and Roberts managed that game, you know, pretty beautifully in the sense of he picked guys to go do, to go get outs. And other than Ryan Brazier, all those guys got outs without giving up runs. And Brazier, you know, gave the one run that sucks. It wasn't a bad pitch. It was just, you know, a good sense of hitting, a good piece of hitting. But, no, Roberts did manage that game like he needed to. Um, maybe a little bit, you know, it, it's kind of tough because, like, yes, the Dodgers ended up getting, like, Colton Wong in one of the key situations. And, but that's just how this team is built. Like, that's not a product of bad decision-making, per se. It's just a product of how this team is built and, you know, how, the Dimebacks only have two lefties in the pen, but they brought in one at that time and, you know, earlier in the game. So other guys were out and then, you know, everything kind of got moved around. And then, you know, you end up with, with Colton Wong getting two at-bats in the game, which probably not ideal, probably not what you wanted. You know, he did perform well the last month of the season, but, you know, he also didn't – he performed almost historically bad the first part of the season when he was not with the Dodgers. So – all in all, you know, I think the lineup changes. If you get Kike and Taylor in there, you you just feel more comfortable, or at least I do. And, and you know, like I said, playoffs not rational, but it doesn't need to be. Uh, and this is where you know I think it's been a bad rap for like and oh analytics and blah 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 and all this other stuff. Like, well, I mean, it, you could you could find different analytics to find what you want or different numbers, not analytics. You could find different numbers. You can cherry pick stats to find what you want to put a lineup in there. 
But overall, against right-handed pitching, the numbers probably say, you know, you keep the lineup the same because that's your most optimized lineup. They're not going to do that. They're going to get a couple guys in there that can do some damage, potentially have done damage before, and that's perfectly fine. And that's what you should be doing. You know, everything's on the table in these next in this next game. We're not going to talk about the next two, three games. We're talking about this next game. Everything's on the table in game three. That's what they got to do. So what's the pitching plan? And, uh, you know, why not the Dodgers? That's what's next uh, on tap for us. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical can provide you with the Jace case. And what does the Jace case has? The Jace case has five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. There's an earthquake. There's some flooding. There's, you know, whatever else happens that is a natural disaster potentially. Or just something happens that you can't go outside. You know, maybe there's bad air quality. Whatever it is, you know, the Jace case can help you out with those five life-saving antibiotics. And it's easy to get. All you got to do is fill out a simple online form. In some cases, you got to talk to a doctor after that, one of the board-certified physicians that Jace has, and you can get your Jace case sent directly to you. Best part is you can also continue to get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. This thing is doctor-created and doctor-recommended. So go check out Jace Medical right now. Get yourself a Jace case and be prepared for the unexpected. And right now you can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics from Jace Medical by using our code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com for $20 off the life-saving antibiotics and the Jace case. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code locked on. Once again, uh, you can become an everydayer by listening every day. You can find us where you find podcasts and on YouTube. And remember, you can catch the hometown radio broadcast for any game with SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers. All right, the pitching plan. Um, the pitching. Well, let me let me put it. Some of the pitching plan is all hands on deck. Whatever needs to happen needs to happen. Everybody's available, everybody can throw, and there's nothing off the table. Now, you know, Dave Roberts, I'm, I'm sure in those meetings yesterday with the front office, you know, built out a bunch of different plans. And obviously, you can't build out a plan. You don't know what's going to happen. If you had built out plans for game one and two, um, you would have been SOL, as they say, because none of those plans probably would have involved your starting pitcher. One, not getting out of the first inning, and two, not getting out of the second inning. The pitching plan, all we know right now is Lance Lynn is starting the game. And I would imagine they told Lance Lynn, you give us everything you got for three innings. And that's all you're getting, three innings, one time through the lineup, maybe one and a half times through the lineup. Okay, Lance Lynn, that's what you're, what you're on. 
can that be extended if he pitches well? Yes. Can he go through three perfect innings and the Dodgers pull him? Yes. Will any of those decisions be wrong? Can't say at the moment, but, you know, you're getting what you're getting. What else is in the pitching plan? Ryan Pepio, I would imagine, will pitch at some point in this game. Ryan Pepio might get the same, you know, treatment or, or words as Lance Lynn. You're getting one time through the lineup, three innings, whatever. Or maybe more if you come in at a later point in the lineup. That's all you're getting. Give us all you got for three innings. And then you have the bevy of arms for the last three innings. Now, that's an ideal world, ideal situation. Lance Lynn gives you three scoreless. Ryan Pepio gives you three scoreless. And now you have your best arms to get you through the rest of that game. Now, obviously, it's not probably going to go that way. And, but that's the plan. I think the plan is Lance Lynn. If Lance Lynn comes out in the middle of an inning or in trouble, somebody will clean up that inning. Probably a Vessier or Ferguson. Hopefully they clean up that inning. And then you got Pepio with the clean inning for as long as he can go. And then you got the rest of the arms ready to go. There's nobody off the table. There's no, you know, saving for tomorrow because there is no tomorrow if you don't win today. So everybody's on the table. That's got to be the pitching plan. And then, you know, after that, you move on and you, you, See what you have left, and you go to game four. But you can't do that without winning game three. And game three is essentially as all hands on deck as possible. The good part is, you know, there was the day off. So all your relievers will be rested. And, you know, you have two guys uh, with some length that haven't pitched yet this series. So that's the pitching plan. That's the way it goes. But, again, you know, the way game three – can be one will be through the offense with the backup strength of the pitching. I, you know, the pitching can be, can lead the way, but it wouldn't lead itself to ideal situations. You know, the Dodgers winning two zero would be great because all you need to do is win, but it wouldn't inspire much confidence. And, you know, if you're into that, if you need to have inspired confidence more, you know, and the win, you know, you get the win, beneficial. You have the win and some inspired confidence. That's a little bit, you know, a little bit gravy on that. So, and as we come toward the end of this episode, you know, I once again just like to say, why not the Dodgers? As you, if you've listened to this show for a while, um, of the two of us, between Jeff and I, I am not the one that remains positive and all optimistic and all this for the postseason. Once it gets to October, I think the Dodgers aren't going to score runs. Uh, and you know, it, it's not of like, see, I, there's not a sense of, see, I told you so like the Dodgers, like, I don't want that to happen, but I've just seen it enough. And it, to me, it's like, I'm not going to, I can't in my head get excited. Like, Oh yeah, the Dodgers, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because they could have a team of all-stars, and I still would expect them to score zero runs. But that's just the irrational, you know, 
fan in me. Pitching-wise, I'm usually a little bit more confident in the pitching for whatever reason, even if it's an unfavorable matchup. Just because I think of it on the other side, like, you know, the fans of the other teams probably think their team's not going to hit. Although I guess Diamondbacks fans might think they are going to hit because that's all they've seen so far this postseason. So, But, you know, why not the Dodgers? Why not us? It's... Weird to have an underdog mentality in a series where you expected to win and you were, you know, playing the team that you played better against in the regular season, a team that you finished, you know, 16 games better than in the regular season. But you didn't come out and bring it. They did. And now you're in a tough spot and now you're fighting for your season. And You know, I don't think it's going to come down to anything more than execution. You know, and that's maybe where I'm the most rational in this. It's not going to come down to, you know, anything else other than, hey, the Dodgers need to go score more runs than the Dimebacks for one game. Game three tonight. Go score more runs than the other team. You live to fight another day. We We talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tonight. You go score more runs than the other team. I don't care how it happens. I don't care how it looks. Um, you go do it. And, and you know, you see how much fights have. We, we've seen. That's why, you know, I don't like to get drawn into the, oh, this team is so fun and this team is different and all this other stuff. And, you know, because, look, <laughs> they're down 0-2. They're in the hole. Now, if they come back and win this, then, yeah, you can say, oh, it's because this team was different or blah, 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 whatever. And I remember in 2020 being down, you know, three games to one, and I remember the talk on on the broadcast about how, oh, you know, they started a group chat and they were ready and blah, 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 and they were talking about how they're now they're ready for the season in and all this other stuff. And then the offense starts off by striking out like seven times against A.J. Minter or whatever, like a guy who's not even a starter or reliever. And it was just like, well, here we go again. We're, you know, so much for all the te- – glad all those text messages went through um, because this is how they're performing. And they ended up winning that game. And to come back down from 2-0, you know, it's going to take, like I said, execution. And going to take a little luck, you know. And the Dodgers haven't had any luck really go their way this series. Um, there hasn't been much luck to go around. Like, there hasn't been much luck needed. It's been kind of a – well, you didn't execute early on, and now you're kind of down. But um, you know, you think about that Brave series, a little bit of luck, a little bit of bad play by the other team. You know, Marcelo Suna not knowing about the, about how to tag up. You know, Justin Turner's diving um, tag out. You know, different little things like that, and uh, some hard some hard ground balls becoming outs or double plays going to take a lot of different things but uh you know let's see if it can happen let's do it let's you know win a game and let's come back on tomorrow's episode and talk about how they can win another game and you know instead of i will for today instead of saying you know why the dodgers how come the dodgers don't hey how come the dodgers don't do this how come the dodgers don't do that i'll be a little bit more positive why not why can't the dodgers do this you know why not why not the dodgers So hopefully that's what's going to happen, and we'll be back here talking tomorrow about a a game four. So 
that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to find us wherever you find podcasting on YouTube. Make sure to find us for becoming every day or by listening every day. Make sure to hit up SiriusXM if you can't watch. Search Dodgers for the home broadcast. Find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. DMs are open if you need to get a hold of us. Again, if you DM me during the game, I probably won't reply. But, uh, you know, I appreciate the thought if you do. And you can also get a hold of the email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart advice for the podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. Thank you.